Hello and welcome to Talking Bible Podcast, episode 12. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about legalism. So last week we talked about progressivism in the church um, and just everything that has to deal with that. If you haven't listened to that, please uh, go check that out. But um, this week we decided that we were going to take kind of the opposite look of the of the other spec end of the spectrum um, and this side is legalism um, so we'll get into that uh, but first we always start with prayer so I'll start it with prayer and then we'll get into the word dear Lord Jesus we just thank you for today we thank you that uh, your grace is sufficient just for us and just everything um, Lord and I just ask that you would bless this podcast bless the viewers listening um, that they would just know that your grace is sufficient for them and that nothing in our own efforts or by our own merit um, can make us whole and that you are our sole provider um, for healing. So we just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Nathan, do you want to give us that verse? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Well, actually, I think it would be good to follow it after the definition. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. First, in order to understand what legalism is, yes, we need a definition. (laughs) Um, So, in Christian theology, legalism or nomism uh, is a term applied to the idea that uh, by doing good works or by obeying uh, the law, the law of Moses, um, or just the law of the land, a person earns and merits salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, so by works, you are saved. Yeah. Um, so that's what legalism brings us to. Yeah. But a lot of times legalism is is definitely underlying. But Yeah. And, and I think it's actually a pretty common thing that we can kind of, I think a lot of people fall into it, like especially, I mean, even just like the common, the mm-hmm. common Christian. And I don't think that it, you said it's underlying, and I th- I completely agree. I think that you can fall into it and not realize you're falling into it because you're basically like when you say legalism, you're like putting a label on what this mm-hmm. on what this is. And so, um, I've actually loved looking into this today, mainly because I mean the epistles when Paul is, is he he constantly brings up works. He constantly brings it up in the New Testament all in, in a lot of the different epistles. And so today, like what I was kind of doing is just dissecting or not dissecting, but just going through. Um, a bunch of the different epistles like Romans and Ephesians and Galatians and uh, l- like just reading into what what God revealed to him on this on this topic yeah um, and so with that definition in mind that works can can add or merit into your salvation I think Ephesians 2 verse 8 through 9 is like the is, is a really perfect example of why I don't, I think I, I would love to make the case as to why works doesn't add anything to our salvation. I believe salvation is a free gift. And I think Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 9 gives it very, very plainly. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And so what what we are saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's a it's a free gift. God God gives it to us 
There's nothing you're bringing to the table to add to your salvation or anything like that. But even going further than that and saying that the works that you do, any of the good works that you do, God prepared those in advance for you. You didn't bring this to the table and any works that you think you're doing to bring to the table, you're not, it's, it's, it's all the glory is given to God because he prepared those for you before you were even born. Mm -hmm. And so you're literally just following, you're literally just following what God has placed before you Mm -hmm. and, and just doing what God created you to do and you're following your purpose. As far as ability to, as, as far as ability goes. Yes. We are all zeros yes, on exactly, the spectrum. Exactly, yes. It, it, even the good works that you do, mm-hmm. even sharing the gospel and evangelizing and bringing people to Christ, it doesn't add anything to your salvation or your mm-hmm. merit. And so I think that this is, we as humans, I think, want to perform. We want to, we want to put in the work. We want to do these things. And it's almost natural for us to fall into this. Mm-hmm. Like I've found myself in this past year where I've fallen into this, into this trap and not realizing it until I found out what legal, like I've hear, I, I've heard this term before. I've heard legalism a ton of different times, but until I've broken it down and like, there is, I still deal with sin in my life. You know, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. We are all sinners, mm-hmm. but I still struggle with this. And so like I was getting really angry and I was, was in this past year, I had this, this, this spout of getting distant with God and so what I found is that I, I still had this sin in my life, and it, it almost seemed like me being legalistic about the sin that I'm still dealing with was, was going to rekindle my relationship with God or, like, bring me back to Him. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, it was really interesting that... But, but, what I've, but, but what broke that in me was, was just realizing that I was so focused on my sin and wanting to perform and work on this... Um, this righteousness. I, I thought that I could make myself more righteous by not sinning. And that's the exact, it's, it's, it's not that way. And I think we could probably go into this a little bit, a little bit later. Um, because I, I actually have, I think Galatians five actually is like the perfect answer. And I, but I don't really want to get to that right now because I believe that Galatians five verses 13 to 23 really gives the answer to this legalism and how to break free from it. And how, mm-hmm. and so, and so I think we're going to get into that and then make the case for why legalism isn't yeah. a healthy thing. I mean, the way that it manifests in the church, but... And um, something something to note just yeah. about legalism in general is is I know that we did our, our podcast on progressive Christianity, and yeah. that seems to be the hot-button topic right yeah. now. Yes, 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 yes. But um, what I would say is that far more than I've seen progressivism mm-hmm. in the church, I have seen legalism. Oh, yeah. So 100%. 100%. to think that progressivism, just because it's a hot-button issue and... People are in an uproar, uproar about it. Doesn't mean that the the monotony of Christianity, the stuff that we deal with on like day to day, still doesn't need to be dealt with. Because there is many people where it's like an underlying problem and it's not recognized. Um, and when you're accountable and you speak in a way that is loving, compassionate, but both just being true to the word, um, there's uproar. So I think I think there's um there's a lot of stuff to be said about legalism because it's not I guess as far as I've seen in the church there there's a lot of stuff that needs to be dealt with with legalism. legalism. Yeah. I actually um, think it's probably one of the most prominent issues with the yeah. church. Mm-hmm. And and uh, maybe we can kind of delve into like how this manifests to the outside the non-believing world mm-hmm. and their perception of the church. We could probably talk about that. Yeah. Um, just the just the idea, like, I mean, uh, 
I don't want to speak. For, I don't want to speak for you. We were talking about this a little bit before, but just yeah. like, what's the number one thing that people talk about yeah. when they, with their issue with the church? It's actually interesting. I ask, I try to ask people, mm-hmm. um, you know, mostly youth since I'm, I'm, I'm the youth pastor at the lighthouse church in Vancouver, Washington. Um, I like asking the youth or just people in general, um, what, if you had to say one thing, what is your biggest beef with the church? Mm-hmm. And everybody that I've talked to, at least in America, I've gotten a, a, a couple of different uh, responses mm-hmm. uh, when I've gone to other countries. Yeah. Um, but the biggest response in America is judgment. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the thing that is the biggest problem with the church. That's that's the biggest beef that most people have with the church is just the judging aspect of the church. And that, in effect, comes from legalism. That comes from being or feeling holier than thou. Yeah. You know, yeah, you hear that a lot. The holier than thou, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, you, it almost seems like the, it almost seems like when you have somebody on the pulpit that's that's just like bashing on different sins. You need to get this out of your life, and so focused on on the your actions, mm-hmm. it just drives people. It just drives people away because I can, like, uh, I mean, even in your own testimony, I remember you talking about how like people were being legalistic in the youth group, and that drove you away from God. Hundred percent. And so it's like. I, I understand the idea of sanctification, but I think that people take sanctification and they they mis they they misinterpret it for this legalism. Mm-hmm. Where like God is God is purifying me, God is sanctifying me, and and working on getting the desires of the flesh out mm-hmm. of me, and and I'm trying to die to myself. And you know, you and I have both been working on that, mm-hmm. and it's 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 tough. It is it is really really difficult when you're so focused on the actions. It totally drives you away from just the relationship aspect of Jesus. Hundred percent. You're, just, you're so focused on your actions. You're so focused on your sins. So focused on what the enemy is doing behind the scenes that that you're driven completely away from Jesus. And I've been dealing with that over this past year yeah. of just like so focused because I want to get it out of my life. It's not coming from a bad place, mm-hmm. like the because I know that I'm still dealing with with certain aspects of because I want to be I want to be righteous. You know, I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's it's not coming from a bad place, but what the way that it manifests is 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 harmful. But the way the the the, the interesting thing is that contrary to what we think about ourselves as soon as we accept jesus into our life we have become righteous right we have become clothed in the same garments that mm-hmm. jesus wears yeah because we have become part of the family of christ yeah which is an amazing thing yes one a recent podcast that i was listening to um uh real bible stories great podcast i'm just gonna shout that out real quick um they were talking about just the, the if you have faith in Christ and you are walking in your faith, and even though you have you still have sin, right? Even though you know you still struggle, you're in that fight. There is nothing that you can t- that can take you away um, from eternity with Christ. He has placed that seal upon you. And then the point that he made was, was how, how cheap, like how, 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 like how could Jesus make a sacrifice if salvation was so easily lost? Hmm. You know? Yeah. It really wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Because his goal was to bring us into the presence of the Father, into um, life with him. So... It just, it just, if you think about it in a logical way, Jesus wouldn't sacrifice himself upon that cross for us. 
um, just so that we could lose it. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. This actually reminds me of Galatians 2, verse 21. Mm-hmm. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Mm-hmm. That speaks exactly to what you're just talking about. Yeah. It's just, we can't add anything to this. Yeah. And if we could, like exactly what you just said, like how cheap is the cross? Mm-hmm. If it's that, if it's so easily lost, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's, it's, there is a magnitude to what Jesus did on the cross. And I think that legalism takes away from the value of it. Completely. Yeah. Christ died for nothing. If, if we were righteous through the law, mm-hmm. but the manifestation in the individual starts with, with the actions. It's always the actions. It's mm-hmm. the actions that make you um, whole. Yeah. And it's so easy to get caught in that trap. Yeah. It's so easy get, to get caught in that trap because it's like, oh, if, if I do this, like that's that's one of the things that it, it's kind of reversed on its head um, when you compare uh, to other religions. Mm. In in almost every single other religion, it's all about the doing. It's it's if you do this for your God, yeah. then you will uh, gain a different spot at the table. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whereas in Christianity, it's like, all right, you are brought into the faith when you believe in the Father, like. And there's nothing that that can take you away from that. We've all like the uh, the parable. There there was a parable about about um, the the uh, there was servants working in the field, mm-hmm. and there was servants that came at different times, and one came at like the last hour or something, mm-hmm. but they all received the same uh, the same payment mm-hmm. because. The price for like, and it was this picture of just how everybody who comes to Christ receives the same thing. They receive the same payment, which is salvation, a payment that we couldn't like within and of ourselves. We could not receive salvation except for Christ. Um, so it's just interesting how people can get into the mindset, and I've definitely gotten into that mindset. Um, and obviously, none of us are are willingly trying to do that because that is the antithesis of our faith. But, you know, it's, it's weird how it's so easily that you get into the works, you get into the doing yeah. portion yeah. of, of that, of that walk when it's really not it, nothing, nothing in and of ourselves is of benefit to the King in and of ourselves. We cannot benefit the kingdom without the Holy spirit living with inside us. Mm-hmm. Um, we cannot benefit the kingdom without Jesus Christ. Yeah. So getting to that point and getting to that point of humility is obviously like a, it's, it's, a, it's a really, I would say it's a daily struggle. Oh, yeah. It's a daily struggle to be humble enough to say, I am going to do nothing today if I walk in, my pur- in, in, in the purpose that I want, right? Mm-hmm. But in Christ's purpose, we... Are walking in abundance because that is the fruit that we get when walking with Christ, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to take like one step back to what you were just talking about with with um, so many religions working on like the works mm-hmm. and the doing, and Jesus, which which separated him from a lot of the a lot of the the teachers of these other not just other religions but the Pharisees. 
is the Pharisees were so focused on the doing, the doing, the doing, mm-hmm. those Pharisees and the Sadducees. But Jesus was focused on the heart. If you even look at a woman lustfully, yeah, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And so Jesus is so much more focused on the heart. Yeah. And so it's like, even if you fix your actions on the outside and you're still just as, you know, just as sinful on the inside, it's like, it's no good. Yeah. It's no good. You were, and, and that's where I believe that Jesus needs to do a work inside of you. 100%. And I believe that grace is transformative. Yeah. Grace is, is the, is that, is the piece of the picture that brings, or actually, I mean, grace and kindness. It's, I, I believe it's in Romans, um, uh, maybe I'll jump to that in a second, but it's it's God's grace that is transformative and that leads you to repentance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's in Romans 2, 2 verse 4. That's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Yeah. And so it's 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 just this interesting... Um, sorry, I was like kind of looking around. <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought. But uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe I've already said my piece, but... Yeah, no, and... Um just about that that work that needs to be done in the heart. And it seems like Jesus, um, because Jesus is focused on the heart, there's a good um, picture that, that um, Jesus paints about the Pharisees in Matthew verse, uh, chapter 23, verses 23 through 28. It says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, and that the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, exactly. but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Yeah. And how much of a rebuke that you see with the Pharisees, but then, you know, people are acting in the same way, acting in a Pharisaic way um, in the church, you know. Um, and I think everybody at some point, maybe not to the degree of the Pharisees, but to a certain degree, um, the legality, the, the, the legalism in Christianity um, gets to that point, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just super interesting how pe- people can just kind of brush over those scriptures and, and, and almost not take anything from it. Because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't affect them, and it's it, it's 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 a blindness almost. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely been blind to people that I have judged in the past. But it's it's like the the why are you trying to take a speck out of somebody's yeah. eye when yeah, you yeah, have yeah. the plank in yours? Yeah. First, you know? take the plank out of your eye, mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to help your brother. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting piece where I think that that we so quickly. I, I think the church today, especially like. We, we so quickly jumped to judgment of our own brothers and sisters. Like yeah. when you see dissension in, in the, in the church and it's like, it's so easily, it's so easy for you to call out somebody else's sin mm-hmm. when you aren't like introspect, like you don't have any introspection looking at yourself. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I mean, God gives grace. I think we just need to be more abundant in our grace towards one another. You know, it's, it's, 
it's a difficult thing dealing with people because everybody's different, mm-hmm. you know, like nobody's like, I, I, and I'm, I don't know exactly how to put this, but just like you're dealing with, with people inside the church. Nobody's going to be perfect. Just like it was outside the church. Nobody's perfect out there too, but we strive for it. But yeah, I just think that we just need to be giving more grace to each, to one another in, in, being being less quick to judge and and more quick to give grace. And you know what's what's interesting is I think when we are walking in legalism, probably the person that we don't give the the, the person that we give the least grace to is ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because there is a reason why you're being legalistic and most of the time is it is because you are judging so much of yourself <laughs> and judging in a way that G- Jesus wouldn't judge you for. Yeah. Like every single person who who knows Jesus accepted him would say that Jesus, you know, Jesus has accepted me with all of my sins. I mean, and that is the reason why he has come. So why is it that that when we are looking at ourselves, we make all of these little tiny judgments here and there just about what we're doing and what we're not doing and and the the things that we need to change and all of these things. And yes, there is there is there is there's godly correction, but then there's also harsh, harsh judgment which we can place upon ourselves. Guilt, no, 100%. shame, yeah. all of these things we can walk in and can lead us away from our walk with Christ. Right. So it's important to recognize that. And the only way that you're going to be able to recognize that is by walking closer and closer with Jesus. 100%. So, in, on that on that same note, you mm-hmm. have uh, like Galatians 5, there's just a one verse in here. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't love yourself, how can you... How, how can you love your neighbor? How can you love your neighbor? Yeah. And so I, I, I honestly, like just in, in some of my own, I mean, some even some of my own family, it's I, I, I definitely see this just this harsh, harsh judgmental hand on ourselves. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can't speak for other people. I see more into my family's lives than other people around me. Yeah. Uh, obviously I don't know them as well, but I know that I am very, I beat up on myself when I make a mistake and I just like, just, you know, I just bring the hammer down on myself mm-hmm. and I actually, I, I would say, I honestly give more grace to other people, people yeah. around me. Like, uh, like I beat up on myself. If I, if I have like a bad sermon on a Wednesday or something like that. And I let just like, man, I just hammer it into myself. But when there's another, like if, if you were giving a sermon or if, and one of the other leaders was giving a sermon. It's like, dude, that was a great sermon. And you may be beating up on yourself because of it. Yeah. Or something. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm so much more willing to give other people grace than, than myself. And I think that actually is a, a part of the thing that gives birth to this legalism. Mm-hmm. It's like, you hold yourself to such a high standard. That then you're like, yeah. I'm going to hold everybody else to this high standard. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Super interesting. That is interesting. How it, how it manifests in the individual mm-hmm. and then goes out to the rest of the church. Yeah. You know, and then, so then we get into the manifestation of legalism in the church. Yeah. um, Where it comes out through, you know, sneak judgments to other people or calling other people out when obviously their intention wasn't to do wrong. Or I know that I've had experiences, you know, being, being the, the, the person who oversees um, youth ministry there has been many a situation where, uh, particularly from parents and, and other things like that, where it's just you receive these harsh judgments um, for things that obviously are just either ridiculous or they're just, you know, the intention 
the intention behind my heart was not to harm. Um, but because of this legalism, because of being um, so hyper-set, hyper-focused on, on doing, uh, you know, everything perfectly, yeah. right? And expecting <laughs> a leader to perform perfectly, right? Um, which is an unrealistic expectation. Um, you just get this, this, this manifestation of what's happening within the individual, and then it's placing a burden upon the leader, mm. right? So uh, it's, it's super interesting how that then comes into the church, um, and it starts infecting the church. And obviously, I mean, Galatians is a letter that is dealing with the idea of uh, legality and legalism. And um, obviously, the, the Church of Galatia was probably struggling with that, is mm-hmm. just being like, okay, are you saved? Are you saved? Like, what, what, is, the, what is the prerequisite of being saved, and yeah. what do I have to do after that? And it's really, nothing in our own power is going to help our, our salvation process. Once we have that stamp, we're stamped for life. Mm-hmm. I have Jesus written on my heart. And there's nothing that that can be done other than the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, which I, I mean, I think we should have some kind of a I don't know necessarily a full episode of that, but yeah, just just talking about the unpardonable sin. Mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of an interesting one to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, we would definitely just need to study about that. But yeah, um, other than that, I mean, there is no way that you can take me from the loving arms of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know. There is no sin that can take me, like, and that doesn't mean to go out and live any way that you want to, but, you know, if there's imperfection in my life, if there's imperfection in your life, um, it doesn't mean that you're taken away from the loving arms of Christ and uh, communion with with the Father. Right. So. I think that's, you actually brought up a, probably a really important piece like I think legalism is you taking it one side of it where it's like an over over restricted over um uh law based relationship with mm-hmm. God and then on the on the reverse like for example for example the the reverse of that I've had people when I was coming back to the faith when I was about 18 or 19 um I had a coworker that was um basically I and I didn't know how to defend this in the word I hadn't been you know I wasn't delving into the word as 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 deeply as i should I, I should have read romans i was actually scared to start reading romans because you know that deals with salvation what if i hear something you know i was a little bit scared of getting <laughs> into that one but uh but basically i had the coworker that that was basically telling me that he can live however he wants because jesus died for him which is the opposite of the legalism he's oh i can do any i can party i can do drugs and do all these things and and you know i was saying like that's not that's not that's not right and so i like went on this journey of trying to find the answers to that and i and obviously i did um, in Romans, but, uh, you, you, you can't, there, there is a balance, I believe where it's like, you can't live your life in any, any, any possible way. I believe that when you are introduced to the grace of God and what Jesus did for you on the cross, you were transformed by that. And that is the transforming part that that's beginning to renew your mind and being saturated in the word that that's you, you begin to walk with the spirit more. And I actually want to go into Galatians five where it talks about walking in the spirit yeah. But you, it's, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
And the more time you spend in him, or you, you'll bear much fruit if you, if you remain in me and I in you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this idea that you, by spending time and working on your relationship with Jesus, that births where you need to be. That births what that 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 births your. We get so focused on what we should or shouldn't do. Yeah, and it has nothing to do. It has no weight in in the matter at all. What we really need to be doing is focusing on Jesus, moving towards Jesus, and the more time you spend with Him, the desires of your heart change. Mm-hmm. You start to be more led by the Spirit, more led by the heart of God, and wanting to be humbled, just like Jesus was. I believe that the early apostles. They were, they were humbled so much just from their walk with the Holy Spirit and walk with Jesus that it, that it transformed their life, and they began to move in a way that wasn't carnal anymore. Mm-hmm. And I believe that legalism and the opposite, I don't even know what that would be called, the opposite of legalism. I guess that would be all faith or, or, or all grace versus um, you know works, I, I guess. I don't know exactly how to put that, but it's so it's so do or don't you know it's 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 mm-hmm. it's one way or the other but it has nothing to do with it and that's not i don't think that's what jesus wants us to focus on at all yeah it's his job to fix the desires of our heart but mm-hmm. it's our job to be pursuing him that is the work we put in yeah is putting work into the relationship that we have with jesus and isn't that like that's like such a a weight off of our back where oh, it's like yes that's what we can rest god's on. doing the good work yeah it's not our responsibility. That's God's responsibility. And all we are called to do is just get closer and closer with the Father and, and be in continual communion with Him. Yeah. Such a weight off our back. Yeah. And it's encouraging. It's and very encouraging. Because, you know, then all the things that we judge ourselves for and all of the, the shame that we may feel um, is like, it, it doesn't have any, any, any weight behind it, you know? Right? So... I actually think that that a part of this answer, kind of leading into what I was just saying, I really, really, I, I, I believe that the answer to legalism is in Galatians 5. Um, I read a part of it, you know, uh, for the entire laws fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving past that, it's going down to verse 16. It's, this is going to encompass like what it looks like to walk in the spirit and then walk in the flesh. And so I kind of just want to, I, I'm going to read, is it okay if I read through the whole thing? Yeah, okay. go for it. So, uh, verse 16. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So you are not to do whatever you want, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual morality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, which is, just to stop briefly, that's talking about that, that there are there there is a penalty to living in sin. There still is a penalty for that, but that's yeah. not what I think that this is, this is saying, that you shouldn't be focused on that. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying of each other. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on on all the do's and don'ts, yes, we need to be weary of sin, and we need to call it out for what it is. Mm-hmm. But the fruit of the Spirit, if you're worshiping and getting and, and constantly pursuing being in the presence of the Spirit, mm-hmm. this, the, the fruit of the Spirit... The, the fruit of that is this love, joy, peace, forbearance. And so you're replacing all these actions that I think that, 
that would that would constitute sin you're just replacing that with the with the manifestation of the spirit and like mm. that that manifests in your actions uh, that's that's what the fruit is talking about it says like this is what was will manifest inside of you and you won't even have to worry about if you're walking in step with the spirit you don't even have to worry about if you're sinning or if you're not sinning because you're if you're being led by the spirit you you're you're not under the law mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful picture like the answer to this isn't focusing on the do's and don'ts of of our christian faith yeah it's about focusing on the spirit and focusing on our relationship with god that 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 brings us out of this mm-hmm. of this legalism this these con- restrictions and rules and do's and don'ts and uh, and so it's freeing it really it really is freeing you aren't under the law anymore mm-hmm. you've been born again yeah like what like ah oh, it's just so freeing i've i've just been loving going through this just kind of having this realization that i don't need to be focused on the garbage that i still struggle with because mm-hmm. god i'm still a work in pro- progress and i'm never going to stop yeah being a work in progress and so even if i were to set up these legalistic rules today and i break them like like it's it's even if I set them up today, I won't be able to stand the test of time yeah. with those. Like, and, and that won't save you. You will not be perfect. Yes. There is nothing that that will, in, in and of yourself, there is nothing that you can set up, whether it be disciplines or practices, that will make you perfect. Right. It is only by Jesus Christ um, and the Holy Spirit, which lives inside of you, that allows you um, to be changed. Right. And to be being changed. Um, there was, there's this interesting... Uh, verse in uh galatians 5 uh, chapter 5 verses 1 through 26 where it's well not through 26 i'm just gonna go through the uh first verse um for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery look i paul say to you that if you accept circumcision christ will be of no advantage to you i testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he's obligated to keep the whole law you are severed, severed from Christ, you who be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. So Paul, you know, in, in, in this case, um, the people of Galatia were dealing with the fact um, that there was pressure from Rome after the Jewish uh, diaspora, um, where uh, people, because there was a certain there was a certain legal ramification to you being Jewish, a bunch of people were coming to be Jewish, not because... Um, just because of the legal ramifications that came with it, but because they were being impacted by Christ's testimony. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, the Pharisaic uh, laws, or just just all of the people that were in the upper echelon of the Jewish faith, uh, were saying, um, and this was influenced by the Roman authority, that they uh, needed to be circumcised in order to um, be a part of the faith. And basically, Paul was saying, no, 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 no. You are not going to be made holy. You are not going to be uh, made any better than you are uh, at this at this moment. You are not going to be made new if you uh, do this, because simply you are doing this because these people are following the law. And there was this big, there was this big, huge um, dialogue that was happening in the early church at that time, because people uh, were following, they were following uh, the law instead of Christ. So, the, the, I mean, the whole entire letter is addressed to that. It's just like, Christ has set us free. That's the point. Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not submit again to the laws of slavery. Hmm. That's, such a, that's such a cool thing. Yeah. We don't have to go back to it. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's interesting that he points out that it's slavery to be under the law. Yeah. And by being legalistic, you're putting yourself under the law, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what he died to set us free from. Yeah. It's such an interesting piece that I, 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 that was earlier in the verse that I just read. So I, I, it wasn't that I completely missed that, but Mm -hmm. I think that's crucial to it. Yeah. That is crucial to it. It's interesting. I think maybe, maybe we'll go through Galatia, Galatians or something like that or something as we move forward. Yeah. That might, might be interesting. But. There's there's a lot of things that we can we can do that. It's a really good book. It's yeah. a really good book to go through. But um I just think, you know, with with as far as like it manifesting in the church, uh, then you get this overarching just thing that manifests in culture and society where you get like these mass droves of people turning away um when they get out of high school and they start going into college because they're like, all I've received is judgment. All I've received is, is this legalistic, uh, you know, sort of mumbo jumbo where people are telling me, Oh, you need, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. And it's like, uh, what, you know, like it's like personally from personal experience, what drove me out of the church was somebody coming to me and saying that you aren't a follower of Christ if you don't play this game. And that was in the youth group. And um, I was just like, what the heck? If, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be disqualified from Christ simply by not playing a game and enjoying right. like my fellow peers, then what's the point of this whole entire faith? Yeah. You know, by such a simple thing, I'm disqualified from Christ, so why should I go? So because of receiving that judgment, because of receiving that legalism, I'm going to leave the church right now and just go my own way. And my perception, you know, obviously not of all Christians, but of of, of the church at that time was that it was legalistic judging and that they didn't want somebody like me. Hmm. So, I mean, from the people that I've talked to, there's sort of this mass... Uh, perception where it's like every like there's there's so many people who have received either um, judgment where it's like one-on-one judgment or uh, fear of judgment from the church because of other people's experiences or um, just like this this perception of what the church is doing mm-hmm. you know um, and it's like we have the power to change that perception we have the power to speak the word of God, speak truth first into our congregations and and to call people out in, in love and being accountable to one another yeah. um, and, and changing that so that we can make the church uh, more open to those who need Christ. Yeah. You know? I agree. And I think... Personally, like at our church right now, it seems like we've been kind of, it's, it's kind of seems like it's a little bit more open. Like we mm-hmm. we're trying to be as open as we can, like not progressivism yeah. open. Like, but that's not, that's not what we're saying. We're saying true to the word, but we have an understanding that people need Jesus. Yes. And we have an understanding that people are broken yes. and just because they're broken doesn't disqualify them from coming in those two front doors. Yeah. And, and and sitting down on a Sunday service. Right. There's the, there's that song by Matthew West that talks about. I think it's called Truth Be Told, mm-hmm. where he says church should look more like a hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's just that line, and it's true. Yeah. 
like why it's like we it's 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 interesting that you have like these this legalistic church where it's like oh you need to be dressed a certain way or you need to you know you could list off a number of different things you need to smell a certain way you need to shower blah 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 you can mm. go off and all, all these outward appearance things when the reality is jesus cares so much more about the inside yeah and so it cares so much more about people finding hope where's your heart at exactly yeah um it's i think <laughs> honestly i just think that the church needs to be getting closer to jesus uh, just in general, because like uh, we should be, the church should be a reflection of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be. I mean, uh, we are the body of Christ. We're the ones that are supposed to be doing the work now that Jesus is mm-hmm. oh, with the obviously with the power of the Holy Spirit. But we're the ones that are meant to do the work. And so when the when the world thinks like, Jesus, Jesus says to the woman that was caught in adultery, neither neither do I condemn you. Why why is it that the world's perception of the church? is that we're judging and condemning towards people mm-hmm. when Jesus wasn't that way. Yeah. I mean, and even like in, in my conversations with non-Christians across the board, it's been like, well, what do you think about Jesus? Well, he's, he's loving. He's, yeah, exactly. He's not yeah. judging. Like yeah. there's, there's, you know, but, but the church is judging and obviously the church is going to be imperfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't mean to say this as, as we're meant to be perfect, but at least we have a direction on how we can, you know, strive to be more loving and caring towards people. But that only happens when we are getting closer with, with the father, when we're getting closer with, with Christ. I I agree. I I think, well, what I just said, like a second ago is just, I think the church just needs to be getting closer to Jesus. I think the closer, like, just like a best friend, when you have a best friend and they spend years and years together, Mm -hmm. they start to reflect each other mm-hmm. like it's hard to to tell the differences between them because they start to take each other's mannerisms and the way that they act and stuff like that yeah. I, I think it should be the exact same way with jesus mm-hmm. where the fruit of the spirit by spending time with the spirit what is brought about is all these different aspects yeah there's no law against that mm-hmm. so we need to be spending time in the spirit and spending time with jesus and spending time in the word and, and just 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 soaking it up you know just soaking the jesus up fill my cup up so that it can overflow mm-hmm. you know that's that's what I want my focus to be, but not on this legalistic stuff because I have been, I I have been struggling with that over the past year. Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't come from a bad place. But anyways, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything much else. I think we covered just on a broad, in a broad broad, sense, um, just kind of the, the, what's going on, you know, just this, just the far, the far sides because we covered progressivism um, in our church nowadays, and then and then legalism. So yeah. you get both of the differing uh, sides, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just seems like like Christ um, operates in a way where there is always balance. Um, so I agree. And, and and the only way to it and and you know you think about that balance and you're like, how can I strike that balance? Because it's it seems so hard to achieve. Um, but really. It's like we said, you're just getting closer and closer with the Father where that balance becomes second nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's manifested in you through your relationship with Jesus. It's not something that you figure out through knowledge or or anything like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I need to break down progressivism and I need to break down legalism and like, what's the balance between them? It's not like that. It's like you spend time with Jesus, you'll know where you need to be. Yeah. You'll know exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like... Jesus was full of grace and full of truth. Mm-hmm. That's what the beginning, it's, it's in John. And it's like, he had the perfect balance of grace and truth. And I've heard it said where too much grace, or too much too much grace is, is flattery and too much truth is brutality. Mm-hmm. 
and I believe it was Melissa Williams from the church, one of our youth's <laughs> parents that told me that. And I, the first time that I had heard that, but if Jesus was the perfect, the perfect balance of those two things, you mm-hmm. need to have a balance of grace and truth because yeah, it's just like what I said, but, um, Jesus said the perfect balance of those. And so you need to spend time with the one that, that, that knows the best place to be with grace and truth. Mm-hmm. Spend time with him, figure out where it's at because I mean, we're all, we are all different, but I believe that we can all strive to be more like Jesus every day. Yeah. I don't think that anybody would disagree with that, even people who are legalistic. <laughs> I agree. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I think I think that's all we've got for today. Um, so yeah, we post every single Friday at 5 a.m., and then we occasionally post bonus episodes on Wednesdays at 5 a.m. Um, there is not many bonus episodes in the near future. We got a lot coming up. Uh, I got youth... Uh, the youth retreat coming up and then we're doing VBS this week and oh nice yeah so there's there's a lot of stuff coming up in the, in the future doesn't mean that we won't stop posting every every Friday and, and getting our weekly episode in yeah. Um, but yeah you can uh, we're actually on every single platform except YouTube so maybe not every single platform but anywhere that you find podcasts we are on there um, and uh, you can find us there we also have a Facebook which is um, Talking Bible Podcast on Facebook. And then we have uh, talking uh, an, an email, talkingbiblepodcast at gmail.com. Those are the places where you can give us questions so we can answer them on the podcast. So if you have any questions that you would like us to go over or topics or anything like that, please let us know. Um, you can even write them in the Q&A box on Spotify. Um, and we will get to them, and we will try our best to uh, answer those questions, any questions that you may have. Um, Also, um, any support that you guys have can be done through prayer. Um, We we would love prayer for the podcast and prayer for the people listening, and just um, that we would speak in a right way. Um, and just praying over us. That's, that's the best support that you can give us. 100%. Um, and, uh, what else? Is there anything else that we need to go over? Uh, I just need to pray. Oh yeah. And then Nathan will pray us out and then we'll get you guys out of here. Yeah. All right. Um, Lord, I just want to lift this up to you. I just pray that if there's anybody really struggling with the legality and the legalism of, of their faith, I just pray that you would just allow them to be just drawn by your grace and your kindness, God, and what you did on the cross. Let that be enough. Let that be the driving force in their faith and drawing close to you. It's just they want to know about their Savior and the one that died for them. Uh, I just pray that you would give them a hunger for your word, allow them to dive in and just soak it all up, God. Um, Be our nourishment because you are the bread of life. And uh, and so I just want to pray for the, the listeners right now. I just just want to lift them up to you and just pray for their families and their um, congregations if they're going to church. And I just want to pray for the non-believers. If, any, if, if there are any non-believers listening, God, I just pray that you would um, bring revelation to them and just pour out your grace and your kindness and your, your mercy over them, God. And just, um, we just want to lift them up to you right now. And, uh, and then uh, I just want to lastly just pray for the podcast. I just pray that you would um, just keep bringing topics and 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 truth and and everything that you want to come out of this i just pray that you'd help brayton and i lead us god lead us by your spirit just lead us in the direction you want us to go and amen
Amen. Yeah, so please give us a follow, um, whether that be on Spotify or any platform that you are listening on. Um, And yeah, stay tuned.